So this episode, I get kind of driven crazy by this like ringing sound, and I found out that it was the goddamn TV, but it takes a little bit to figure it out. But um, yep. So that gets fixed. But uh, sorry, <laughs> I just I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Hello, is it me you're looking for? I would assume that you're looking for me because you found your place on, on this video. You found yourself in my domain. Welcome inside of here. I've created this place. You can see, welcome to my palace. It's episode eight. Hey, everybody, welcome to episode eight of Get Up Podcast with Josh Dewey, where we get up so high that when we look down at the ground, we can't help but just vomit on everybody beneath us. That's what's going on today. We are up in the clouds, and we are just vomiting left, right, and center. It is a vomitorium, and if this makes you think too much about things that you don't want to be thinking about, well, then maybe you should have some more control over your brain, or better off, you can just click a little bit further forward, and I'm probably talking about something completely different within five seconds. In fact, right now, we're going to talk about the youngest man in the family who loves cars so much that he can pick up a toy car from inside a pillowcase and he can feel what kind of car it is strictly by texture. Now, this man has grown up to be a Ferrari driver. I don't know his name, but his whole life story was based off the tactile feel. Now, he was such an intuitive racer. He could step inside the car, get an intuitive feel for the wheel. He could feel the road, the chassis, the belt, the serpentine belt. That, that's all that I really know about cars, to be honest, because um, I only know what a serpentine belt is because I had a car and the serpentine belt on it broke. And um, that's the kind of that's the that that is the kind of car owner that I am. Um, the ringing sound is happening again. Like, what is it? Is it though? Like, really? Maybe I'm like vibrating it too much or something like that with my baritone voice. I don't know. Who knows? Um, but yeah, so this, this is the this is the Get Up Show. Uh, I am pre-recording this two weeks before this episode actually is released um, because I'm gonna go visit my dad. And I think I brought that up last episode. Who knows? But uh, yeah, they're they're probably waiting outside right now. Um, gonna be late if you're watching this. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Dad. But uh, yeah, gotta get this done because no chance I can record out there. And yeah, I wanna I wanna keep on these deadlines. This is the eighth week of this commitment. My goal has been to record one podcast a week, uploading every single Monday um, for ten weeks, and hopefully I can continue with it. But just this initial goal has been um, ten episodes. And uh, if you think that wasn't the goal in the first place, you're wrong. Okay, and um, subscribe. I love you. Thank you so much. You are my best friend. I, I, I said that to Jovi from behind the camera. Anyway, so, but, but you guys can, can be my best friends too. Um, if you choose to go to www.joshdoey.com and you can buy one of these shirts, assuming that it is delivered. Uh, because that hasn't been happening during the pandemic. For some reason, I had to um, refund an order. Okay, thank you, my manufacturer. What the heck is going on? Um, they said that deliveries were going on as scheduled. And then, hello, mister. Oh, yes, this is uh, me, mister. Yeah, well, um, uh, I ordered a really nice shirt. I'm looking forward to it arriving, and um, it's not here. Okay, well, um, maybe just give it two more weeks. Yeah, well, I already gave it two weeks. Yeah, just um, going to ask you to give it another two weeks just in case. Yes, okay. Two weeks later. Two weeks later. 
Um, uh, hello, this is me again. Uh, I am the friend of Mr. Oh, yes, I remember you, my friend. You are my best friend, right? Well, we, we have had one phone call, but I cannot believe how close we have grown in this time. Yes, um, well, the, um, the shirt that I have ordered, it has not arrived, and that's my life now? Orders not arriving? So is the postman? You know, maybe maybe the postman can see the shirt when it um, when when it is being delivered, and he's like, "I want to have the kung fu moves." Um, maybe he really likes the colors, cause um, yeah, I'm you know really like these colors. Fits in with the blue background, blue, 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 and back to me. So a lot of blue going on. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say that I'm sad, but um, you could overinterpret um, using, for example, high school um, literature analytical techniques. You could say the curtain is blue, and therefore I am trying to convey to the reader or to the viewer um, that I am feeling something blue. What is, what, is, what is truly blue? What is truly blue? Well, tears. Tears are blue. Well, you could argue that tears are not blue because in my mind, water does not have an inherent blue hue to it. Water has an inherent clarity, a lightness, a levity. It falls from the sky, and what is truly blue is the sky. The sky is expansive. Inside the sky, you can hold anything, any question, any vision. You can hold all of your worries, your fears. So you could, ex you could say, you could explain that perhaps I'm feeling quite expansive, and I'm feeling quite expensive, and if you would like to buy me, you can see every piece of my personality that you would like to inform yourself to own at www.joshdoey.com and that was my ad for my clothing thank you very much for joining me um this has been the podcast goodbye i'm back um were you worried i was worried i thought maybe in this moment i could just bang, hit the button and the podcast could end and that's life life can end at any time honestly if you're if you're not Treating each moment like it's your last, then, then perhaps the moment that will be your last will not be a good one. You could, be, um, you could slip on a pickle and fall down the toilet. That's how um, a lot of people in high, um, high school and all of the schools beneath it, people told me that that was how Elvis Presley died. And I believed them. They said Elvis slipped on a pickle and fell down the toilet. And I thought, damn, like he must have a huge toilet. Um, and that would lead me to believe that most celebrities have huge, 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 huge toilets. Like... Do celebrities just poop in the bath and then there's just a large flush? Or, or what, is, what is going on? Why does Elvis have such a big toilet? Has he become enlarged? Was he eating many pickles? Why was there a pickle in the bathroom? Did anybody do an investigation on this? Does, has anybody learned anything from this? Are there more people with pickles on the, the, the floors of their bathrooms that we should be informing? Right? We, we could avoid this. We could say that um, similarly to the man who has been struck by lightning 11 times in his life, he did not know that you should not be under a tree during a thunderstorm. Somebody should have told him. Similarly, um, there could be very many people with pickles on their floor inside the bathroom. And that is a huge, huge, huge safety risk. Um, so I have come to assess this safety hazard. So if you do have anybody um, with enlarged toilets, um, that is anybody who is a cousin, uh, second cousin, who is a big fan of a celebrity, it is incumbent upon you to let the celebrity know, remove all of the pickles off the floor inside of the bathroom. Um, and in fact, I would say keep any vegetable clear of the toilet, period, because um, somebody told me, and I don't know how true this is, um, that if you flush the toilet, 
um, if you flush the toilet, right? There's some people that don't. Um, I've learned that from the public bathrooms. Um, but if you flush the toilet, there is a chance that um, waste particles, trying to get less visceral in my poo analogies, the waste particles will be ejected into the air um, and they can fall upon um, anything inside of the uh, bathroom. So the people who told me that, they said that you can prevent this by closing the toilet lid. And that's that. Whoa. Like the ring is getting, getting louder. What is it now? Well, hello? It's good now. No, it's not. What is that sound? Hmm. Let me think for a sec. What could be vibrating? Is it though? Yeah. So, like, I don't know what to change. <laughs> I don't know what to change. Maybe I changed the gain? What's happening? What's happening now? Is anything changing? Is anything changing? Hello? I think changed at least Hello? 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 It's just the same. Uh, it's like worse. What about now? It's still happening! So this show is just me being driven crazy by the microphone. Is that what, what's happening now? And like, so what? What's up, everybody? My name is Josh Doey, and we are um looking for the source of the mysterious ringing noise. You guys remember the mysterious ticking noise from Harry Potter? Well, um, this is the yeah. I like it. I like it now. The, this is the second rendition of the Mysterious Taking Noise, which is actually not um, canonical Harry Potter knowledge. Um, Leviosa, right? right? You're saying Leviosa, it's Leviosa, or is it backwards? You're saying Leviosa, not Leviosa. Do you guys remember that? Um, who, I, think, I think there was a video like that on um, Newgrounds, Newgrounds or something. Someone, someone of, that, um, of, that, of that caliber made... A video of the, of the Harry Potter characters just going Leviosa, and then, and then Snape comes in Leviosa. So I think of that. I think of that whenever I think of Leviosa. I just get I get stuck on the Leviosa. But there was an old video called the Mysterious Ticking Noise, and that was like a YouTube classic. Like back before YouTube was the giant media, the giant media giant that it is these days. There were, there was much less content to consume on, on YouTube and therefore a lot of people would be watching the same videos and everyone could kind of reference the same things. But now because there's so many people making content on YouTube, that's just kind of how the thing goes. We're, we're all watching different videos and, and if you make a reference to the Mysterious Taking Noise episode three, you could tell me that they've made many more, but I wouldn't know. I, I spend most of my time watching, watching comedy podcasts these days, honestly. I, I, but I'm trying to watch less because I have bought myself a, a bajillion, oh, maybe, maybe if I turn down the volume on this thing, can you hear me? Can you hear me now? 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 Like, I just don't, I just don't know, like, 
what to change with the with 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 the pot with with the the audio. Maybe the noise gate. I don't know. I'll figure it out one day. <laughs> so I I I I I guess this will be an ongoing thing. Me being driven mad by by the podcast audio ringing in my ear. What is that ringing noise? Because. I don't know, sometimes in movies, um, there'll be a character, movies in general, um, there'll be a character who just gets driven crazy by some kind of repetitive action, becoming like, um, like, a, like, a, like, a, like a Hannibal Lecter type character. Like, um, that could be me. That could be me one day. I think if the ringing goes on for any longer, then it is entirely possible that I just start um, eating people. Long pig, some people call it. Um, what would life be like for me as a cannibal? Uh, first off, I would have to draw people to my house, which um, not recommended during the pandemic period, so already we're off to a pretty poor start. Um, my method of cannibalism um, would be a London broil. And I don't know what a London broil is, but my idea of it would be that I would cover you in baked beans, um, ship you off to London for processing, where you would enjoy probably probably like a solid month of um, really really nice tourist attractions. Um, for example, you would go up to the, Lon the London Eye, which would be like a like a Ferris wheel. It's a very large Ferris wheel, uh, and you could swim in the Thames River which is not recommended, but um, seeing as it's, as it's your, your last time um, on this earth, then, I don't know, do what you want. You know, knock yourself out. Uh, I would not recommend going through the London Piss Tunnel. There is one tunnel in particular that is right by um, South Bank that smells like pee. Um, you could walk through there, but don't linger. And then um, after that, um, you come back, still covered in the baked beans, by the way, and um, the humility is something that you'll just have to deal with. It's um, rise above it, I suppose. I don't know, deal with it. You're going to die anyway. Um, and then um, broil you up, and I'm going to eat you. So it's not a plan of mine, but um, if I did have to do it, if I was driven to madness, for example, by the um, ringing noise or anything similar, then yeah, that's, um, that's what I would do to you. So um, if anyone would like to volunteer for that, I actually... Don't really plan on eating anyone, but it could come to that. Um, and what things are coming to right now um, is a point of excitement because visiting my dad is going to be dope. Because it's not like it's not like your your usual parental visit, flying back to your hometown. No, sir. This is a this is a this is a cabin trip. This is this is this is summer vacation. This is the perfect icing on the coronavirus cake, the coronavirus batwing cake. Delicious, by the way. Um, but it it's it's basically like like going to a cabin because that's that's what he does. He's he has built his own home, his own cabin at the base of this mountain, which is just the most epic shit. And and I just get to go there and and fish in kayak and and roast bacon because that's what we do that's like a that's like an old family trans uh tra transition tradition it's an old family tradition of, of ours to gather around a fire and we get this like this delicious thick cut bacon we get these slabs and we put them on hot dog cookers 
and we put them over the fire and we cook we cook it and we drip the grease on bread and we'll probably get that done and that's going to be the most delicious thing like the, the closest thing i could describe to that taste it, it's not bacon but it's like delicious wagyu wagyu beef steak like an like an aged steak that's that that is the only thing in the world that i've eaten that is like that even comes close to fucking with it in terms of taste um it's gonna be dope to have meals cooked for me what the heck just get to laze around and 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 be like i'm hungry and then something gets done about that what where i live it's i'm hungry got to do something about it but when you visit the parents you're like dad i'm hungry he's like oh okay well let's make hot dogs or or let's let's go make some burgers that's how my dad talks anyway that 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 is that is um what cigarettes do to you um because smoking was quite popular back then so um he sees me and he goes hello josh how are you doing he actually doesn't he doesn't talk like that he doesn't talk like that no sir but um yeah really looking forward to that it's gonna be like a nice little vacation um, during that time, what I have planned for work is editing this podcast, of course, but also I'm bringing all of the jokes that I've written. I'm really going to bring them. Uh, <coughs> I'm bringing all of the written material that I have, and I'm just going to input all of it into my computer. And hopefully I can start organizing it and stuff. Because I was thinking, like, I write jokes fairly often, fairly, fairly regularly, um, but a lot of them just get lost in the notebooks and sure i could go in there and reference them and stuff but i think it would probably probably be better for me to put them into my computer and see if there are any interesting premises or ideas that i could explore and it kind of i don't know adding that step to the process sure it's work but oh i was gonna burp there that was gonna be one of those um volcano slices it was going to be a foul gas out of my mouth and um could have also been vomit you guys ever thrown up in your mouth before I've come close. I think I've done that one chunky burp in my time. Um, but every time it happens, it's, it's, uh, it's not good. Not welcome. And, um, and that's crazy, bro. That's a crazy thing to talk about. By the way, does anybody like legitimately say that's crazy, bro, anymore? Except for Jovi. Jovi said that he does. Um, but um, th- does, does anybody say that without joking? Cause like I, I feel like it, I feel like if I say that's crazy, bro, it's definitely not crazy. Like, like in, in in fact, I'm probably like not even interested in what whatever is being said if I'm saying that's crazy, bro. In fact, like probably if I say that to you, then we should probably just like move on from whatever we're talking about. Um, for example, someone texting me and saying I'm drunk. Well, man, that's crazy. Where does the conversation go from there? Nowhere. That is probably the end of it. And, um, yes, sir. I have big thighs. I have huge thighs. In fact, my thighs are so huge that, um, I could probably crush a watermelon between my thighs. I could probably, um, substitute for a nutcracker. I, c- I could be a nutcracker. Could you imagine, like, like, um, a Christmas nutcracker, but instead of cracking your nuts in their mouth you put it between their thighs and squeeze it like i feel like that would be a lot more realistic no yes but um for me as big thighed clyde i have only recently 
gotten rid of the chafing that occurred during the marathon, the half marathon that I did. See how I had to correct myself there? Um, the chafing from the half marathon was so bad that I was walking around town trying not to make my thighs touch because holy shit, ouch. It's like having razor blades on either part of your thigh and they just like rub together and shing, 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 shing. Ow! How could this happen to me? And, and so to make that not painful, what I would do is I would walk with my legs separated. Like, you know, it was like really bow-legged cowboys. Oh, this town ain't big enough for the both of us. Well, this town wasn't big enough for me or anybody else for the last two weeks. And I think today is like my first pain-free, chafe-free day. That's nuts. And I only, I only ran like 21K. So imagine like the chafage that you get from like doing 40K. All right. Not only do you have razor blades, but you have samurai swords on the inside of your legs. Now imagine like an ultra marathon or like 100K. Let's go, let's go 100K. What is that like? Like you were just walking around town with like sandpaper between your legs, I guess. Like with, with not only sandpaper, but razor blades, samurai swords, and laser beams between your legs. And they are constantly at war. There is a war going on between your legs. And I'm not talking about an STD. I'm talking about marathon chafing. Vaseline is really good for that though. So um, thank you, Sarah, for giving me the Vaseline. In fact, um, I don't even think that was her intention in the first place. I don't think she was looking to give away the Vaseline, but um, after I took the Vaseline and placed it upon my um, testicles, as they say, um, not a lot of people want their Vaseline back after that. And um, makes sense, right? Makes sense. So after a 500K, there is not razor blades. There is not samurai swords, not laser beams. There is no war. There is a um, nuclear holocaust going on between both legs. And all that I can imagine is that there is so little territory left between the legs that there's nothing left to fight over. So in fact, they did get into conflict, but they kind of ended up finding themselves in the end. Like they, they fought, and it was contentious, and they hated each other, but eventually they did drop their, their hatred for each other. And they realized that what they needed was to create space in between them. So the thighs decreased in size. And I assume that like most, most ultra marathon runners would probably have smaller thighs than me. How do you make your thighs smaller, by the way? Like, do you need like liposuction? Is that, is that the only way to make your thighs smaller? Or like, do you just, I don't know. I think I eat pretty well. I work out and shit, you know, I squat. I do all the things, but like, what, what, the, what does it take to like reduce muscle? Do you just stop walking? Like, if I, if I decided to just um, wally, to, to wally floating chair myself for the rest of my life, would my thighs still be large? Would they get larger? Like, what, what does it take to, to earn that thigh gap, ladies? I want the thigh gap now because, because, because I'm done with this conflict going on between my legs. And it's not an STD. I don't know how many times I could stress it. No, no STDs going on down here. But I feel like the more that I say that, the higher likelihood that there is. 
but I've been tested. I got tested and I felt great about it. Got in there and um, if you pre-book, if you pre-book your your STD check, you you walk in, you see everyone waiting. They're all, they're all like, oh, like um, do I have a venereal disease? And then and then you just walk in. You sit down in in the doctor's office, not even waiting, and they're like, "Put this cotton swab up your butt." I'm like, "I've put bigger things than that up my butt." So I just take the cotton swab, and I found out that the bathroom that you that you have to do the cotton swab in, um, I thought that it was a single use bathroom. No sir. So I didn't lock the door when I did that, and as soon as I got all my business done, which by the way, really hard to pee in a cup. That's not news to anyone though. As soon as I finished my business, there's a dude that walked in. And I was like, this guy who did not look like he was there for an STD check because it was like a, like a general building washroom. He could have just walked in as I was putting a cotton swab up my, up my butt. But like, that's probably happened to him already. Because if I hadn't figured out that this wasn't a single-use bathroom, there was probably a lot of other people who were just like, oh, yeah, this is a single-use bathroom. I can do whatever I want. So I bet you he's used to it. In fact, I bet you if he walked in on me with a large Q-tip up my butt, he probably would have just been like, "Hey, top of the morning to you. Like, he's probably used to it. That's probably like his life. He's like, I don't know, catching dudes with cotton swabs up their butt left and right. In fact, he's probably helping them pull it back out if it gets stuck. <laughs> Where do we go? Oh, but um, yeah, so the STD clinic didn't call me. So that's good, I guess. Or the news was so bad that they didn't want to let me know. Now that's bad. But I don't think um don't think that's the case. I think they'd be a little bit more responsible about that or they would uh they would have a a, a very poor Yelp review. Are there Yelp reviews for like STD clinics or um as they're called sexual health clinics? It's pretty crazy how they have like all those free condoms and stuff. You just like grab a handful and you're like, oh, are we having a lot of sex? Like that's that is a power move. You know, while you, while you're exiting, you're like, you know, high five, high five your sexy scientist man, and you're like, well, gonna be needing all these condoms later, fuckers. And you just like, with all the with all the condoms in your hand. Well, that's that. And you can prevent having crabs by shaving your pubes. I think is that is that is that the truth? Fair. That's where they live, right? The hair is like ropes for the crabs to swing on. Yeah, like they, they don't like the skin. Like if there's no hair, I think you're good. I am at risk for crabs. <laughs> well, um, you could shave down there. You could go to manscaped.com. They sponsor a lot of podcasts. I'm not sponsored by them. In fact, I'm not sponsored by anyone. Oh, it's at 27 minutes. I'm going to cut the recording. What the fuck is the ringing coming from, dude? What are you doing to stop the coronavirus? Zero head spinning, mine too. Listen up. We've been periodically boiling our fruit for sanitation purposes. Keep it clean. Avoid unnecessary sharing of food. Can I have some? No, I'm not sharing with you. A quick victory for all the, all the germaphobes out there. As Mr. Gretzky says, keep your stick on the ice and wash your hands and be nice. Are you expecting me to wash them right now? No. So you just swab your butthole? Like... Hold up. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's start this interview off. <laughs>
<laughs> so Jovi was saying, come, come on in, come on in, come on in, guy. Come on. So Jovi said, yeah, for sure. So Jovi said that in, in his STD clinic visit, they didn't put a cotton swab up his butt. In fact, he didn't even know that that's what they did. In my experience, I peed in a cup. I thought Josh was joking when he said he put something up his butt. So, like, why did, why did you have to do that? Like, what's in the butt? What the f- Oh! What's in the butt? What is that sound, man? Why not just take your pee? Like, why make you put something in your butt? Um... Did they explain? They just, like, asked me if I wanted to get all of the things checked for. And part of it was putting a thing on my butt. Did I, did I get pranked? Down. I don't know. I would have been down to put something in my butt, but they just pee, like said pee. And then I also got my blood taken, but they said I didn't need to, but I wanted to be safe. What the frick? I would have done that if they, if they asked me. Maybe I did. Did I get my blood taken? Like, I think blood taken is not even just for STDs. It's for, like, full-on AIDS. And, like, they're like, you, you pretty much don't have these, like, but we can check. And I was like, well, I might as well be safe, you know? I've had unprotected sex. It's true. Um, unprotected sex is a bad habit I just wonder to get in. what's in your butt. Like, what kind of STDs are in your butt that they're checking for? That's all I'm wondering. Yeah, and, like, there's not anything going in really unless you have like dirt under your fingernail and then you're like you know cleaning the crev i don't know like a, what, what do you test what do you test poo for was it poo like did you have to get no that would be crazy though if i had to like poo in um in a jar no not in a jar i was just wondering if like the swab was like if they were testing your poo yeah what what is in the butt Maybe they pranked you, bro. Maybe they're just like, yeah, put this in your butt. <laughs> Take this big Q-tip and just put it up your butt, bro. Put this in your butt, bro. Well, anyway. anyway. Those were our separate STD experiences. Yeah, that is the extent of my experience with STDs so far. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully I get Planning tested another time soon. Not planning on getting an STD. <laughs> Um, in fact, I'm planning on always planning to not catch one. Is that how that works? I don't know. The, the ringing noise is a really good way to um, drive me crazy. It might be the... What if I... What if I... What if... What? What? Testing? What is... Like, is it annoying for the viewers how much... Oh, I, I didn't. I didn't hear it when I was editing last week's episode. Well, they can't hear it. So it's just me getting driven crazy by this sound, and then just being like, "What's that sound?" Davis. Here comes Davis. He might also be in school, though. Oh, he might be on a Zoom call. Yeah. Ooh, don't want to disturb those cheeky zoom calls i have a lot of people who are like on zoom calls and they'll just like facetime me <laughs> like some uh, most people are like so not about zoom calls for school <laughs> apparently it's just really freaking boring oh here comes davis here we go 
We want to know where, what the, where is the ringing sound coming from? Okay, hold up. Test This, I'm going to be making a big ringing sound. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. What is that? Are you playing audio in here? Is it D-bag? Oh! Maybe the, maybe, the, maybe the volume's playing through the TV. Maybe we have to mute the TV. <gasps> if we figure this out, that'll be so crazy. Here we go. Here we go. Jovi's muting muting the TV. Here we go. Nope. <laughs> this is this is the most interesting part of the podcast. I'll, I'll I'll monologue this. So Jovi is currently bent over in front of the TV, selecting using the TV selection buttons, going into the volume and turning it down. And hopefully, the feedback noise will eliminate itself. Is that it? I don't hear it anymore. Did we fix it? Oh my god. That's that. Come on in, come on in, Davis. Come on in, come on in for the celebration. I was saying, I was like throwing. Just come just say just say hi to the to, to say hi and that you're back. I'm back, boys. Davis is back, baby. Which means he will be in skits. He will be having a good time. We went for a walk last night. Dude, it's so dope having Davis back, cause, 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 freaking, cause we we can all go for walks and shoot the shit. Our 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 two has become three once again, and we didn't know he was gonna be coming back anytime soon. I'm so fucking happy that the ringing sound is gone, dude. Oh my god, dude. Oh maybe. I, oh, am I turning? How's the recording volume now? Testing. Hello. I was also recording way too. This whole this this is a funny episode. Tech who brought the soul back to the home team. Motan, my can you see my team is supreme, Diana? What did you throw at me? There's sticky things all over the house that I'm finding on my everywheres. Bro, I thought you said sticky thing was like one of those tree stickies, but that was like an object. But I I didn't see it. It was white in your hands. Yeah, it's like little little anti slide pads or something, so that the things don't. So things don't slide. But what? Your laptop maybe. And now your 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 laptop is like even more slippery than like Vaseline. <laughs> like you touch your laptop and it's like. I can't believe that feedback was from the TV, dude. That was driving me crazy. Ah, yeah, what a hectic episode. <laughs> so we went out for a walk last night. Um, you know, just us three housemates. Just us. I'm touching my eyes. Consider not touching your face. Coronavirus is everywhere. It's on every surface. And if you don't want to catch coronavirus, do not put a gun in your mouth because there could be coronavirus on there. Um, so yeah, we went for a walk last night and... The thought occurred to me that, like, well, for one thing, it's, like, it's really dope going out for a walk at night because normally everything's lit, right? This is, this is no news to everyone. There is a sun in the sky, a uh, big ball of fire, and uh, it makes everything bright. But at nighttime, all that you see are 
especially especially on a on a dark night, all you, all that you see is what's illuminated by streetlights and lamps and shit, and everything in between is kind of open to interpretation. It's kind of cool. Like, and, and, and sometimes, sometimes if you, if you can use your imagination, you can see spooky things. And that's, that's kind of fun in and of itself. Like I, I actually quite enjoy walking in pitch black, even though where I live, we found out there are cougars and coyotes. I was going to say wolves, but, um, we were literally a few blocks, maybe even a block away from like coyotes going, And and we thought maybe should we turn back, but um no, we could we could fight them, we could fight them. I could I I think I could take one coyote at least, like a pack maybe not, but three boys. First of all, loud as fuck. Um, second of all, we're all jacked. Like see this? I'm going to enlarge this using the bubble tool. I inflate when I'm feeling in danger. And so if anyone's trying to mess, for example, old man in the big black truck or the, <laughs> or, or the coyotes, then I will, I will, hey, do you, are you sure you want to mess with the guns? And then, and they go, that's a gun. And then it actually becomes a gun and, it, and, it, and I grow big guns in my biceps. That's why you want big biceps is because, um, and TSA knows this already. This is no news to TSA, um, but you can hide big guns inside your biceps. Right? I don't know. But um, what, what I noticed at night was that everybody that you see walking in the distance looks kind of suspicious. Like, 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 no matter who I see walking around at night, I'm like, well, what are you up to? Huh? Why, why are you out so late at night? And you could say the same about us, but we're just on a walk. Uh-huh. We're, we're just on a leisurely walk. But if you're walking with speed... Maybe you're getting home from work, but maybe you're also walking away from a murder site, right? Maybe, maybe you, maybe you were the wolves. Maybe you were the howling coyotes, and you don't want to get caught. And there's a lot of interestingly weird characters that you stumble upon at night. Like there's this one guy who's like across the street from us, very clearly drinking or on drugs. So maybe this isn't so clear anymore. But um, we were across the street from him. He goes. And were you the couple of kids who run away who are running away from a coyote? And we're like, we're like, what? Can't hear you. First of all, and then he was like, oh, do any of you have a large knife? <laughs> we're like, what? Huh? And he was like, I just want to cut my cast open. What? Who? First of all, who is asking three youthful-looking men if they have a large knife at night? I, if, if, if I am alone, drunk, for, first of all, why am I there, right, why am I like that, but if you are alone, drunk, and, and you see three young men, the, logically, the first thing to ask them is not do any of you have a large knife, um, in fact, don't even engage them because you're in a cast, right, so things can turn sour, you're drunk, you're temperamental, anything can happen, that, that's the crazy thing about being drunk, is it, literally a meteor could just hit the earth, so he's drunk, and he's asking us if we have a large knife so thank god we didn't because if we did we would have to shing and then he'd go hey what do you mean by all this what are you going to be doing with this knife because he's drunk he's blacked out and he's already forgotten what he's asked us um but but snap back to reality opa goes gravity um we didn't have the knife 
and we had actually considered turning around and then we were like wait we are three grown men <laughs> like like there was a moment of like is this the point where we turn around like we were doing like a little circular route um around our little beach town of Kitsilano inside Vancouver um and we were like shit like is this the end of our journey and then we were like wait a sec the gun show so so we both we all just walked past him like this like what the fuck do you want a piece <laughs> do you want a fucking piece of this around like this because my because we got sharp elbows too like not only do we have like the gun show but we also have the blades the knives so <laughs> this one's the blades this one's the knives and watch the fuck out because if we start walking towards you like this then this is the salsa of death there is um <laughs> there was there was a joke that I wrote um, because I used I used to wear the same hat every time that I would go and do stand up, uh, and this isn't gonna be funny, right? Because I'm not that great at stand up yet. But um, uh, I had this joke where I had this fuzzy hat, and I would feel it if I would get nervous and stuff, and then and then I would get nervous about looking like I'm I'm looking seeming nervous by touching this hat. And so I would start to move my, I would start to, to move my feet around as well. And soon enough, I'm doing the nervous salsa. And um, that is how I would do the salsa in front of a bunch of strangers. And um, um, that joke never ended up hitting. In fact, I think the only time I ever ended up telling that full joke successfully, because like, I just get nervous sometimes in between stories and I'll just like jump from one thing to the next, as you can see here. But it, it gets even worse at the open mic nights. The, the only time that I ever did that was at this open mic at this restaurant. It was not the greatest setup for stand-up comedy because it's like this long, almost like a hallway of a restaurant. Like have you ever just like um, eaten lunch in the hallway at school? Like that was basically what's going on and you got to be the, um, the class clown. But um, so some people just want to eat. But um, yeah, I tried that joke and bombed, and I left the stage early. <laughs> that was that was my night. And the, the the funny thing is, I had gone up to the organizer and I was like, "Hey, is there a spot open for the night?" And the dude was like, "Yeah, do you have five minutes of material?" And I was like, "Yeah." And then I left at like four minutes. <laughs> whoops. So whoops. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think that that is that is it. That's all. Um. Could have talked about shaving razors, but um, I should probably um, cut it short because I'm sure that um, my brother and my father are waiting for me to begin this picnic. I was supposed to order Chinese food, and um, here I am just recording the podcast, so oops. <laughs> and, uh, um, yeah, this has been episode eight, and thank you for sticking with me through the insanity of trying to find out what that noise was. We found out it was the TV, so um, that technical issue shall be um, tackled, and it shall gain CTE, and we'll be very sorry for it to have a concussion for the rest of its life. Um, thank you for joining us. Bye-bye, and um, 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 clap loudly, unexpectedly, if there are people around you. And they go, what the fuck was that? And you go like, ah, ah. bye.